Hallelujah. Glory. Awesome day of the olive tree. Don't you just love the crushing pressure of God the Father upon your heart and soul to produce more anointing? Oh, yes. Yes, brother. It's so nice. I love being crushed. <laughs> it's wonderful. There are so many precious saints tuning in that are new that don't really understand the depths of the roots of David that we minister from, but are still giving their encouraging words from the, the level they're at in their relationship with God. And I appreciate that, and I honor everyone where they're at in their relationship with God, even though we all have a long, long ways to go. We have a long ways to go. So make sure you're patient and kind to one another. Love one another as Christ loves you. And we're all growing in love together. You know, love is the olive tree of life, of the anointed one and his anointing oil. So it's an ever-increasing agape love of the fresh anointing oil coming up from our hearts and manifesting through our souls until we learn to give fresh oil to everyone undeserving in the garden. And the ones that sin against us are the ones that usually have the greatest callings in life. I mean, look at Saul of Tarsus murdering Stephen with a glowing face and transforms into the greatest apostle of all time. So just because they're murderous one season, next season, they might start walking in apostolic grace because whoever's forgiven much loves much. So I always remember that. That doesn't mean I need to tolerate the continuous negativity and word curses while you're in your Saul of Tarsus stage. I mean... You know, I mean, Stephen wasn't hanging out with Saul. Come on, somebody. You know? <laughs> he was, Stephen wasn't hanging out with Saul. Oh, tell that, tell that five more. Stephen, with a glowing face, wasn't hanging out with Saul. How many of y'all know the living has nothing to do with the dead? You can love them, but you don't join them in their religious hypocrisy and sin and whitewashed tombs and open graves and brood of vipers and being a practitioner of the cabal of the magic arts of... Freemason Christianity of Jezebel, of the fallen angels, of the, only the outward whitewashed tomb and not the inward springs and rivers. Come on, somebody. We don't join the realm of the dead in practicing magic arts. Stephen had no fellowship with Saul. But I tell you what, they have fellowship together right now in heavenly Jerusalem. Mm. Think about that. Paul and Stephen are both throne room hundredfold Christians for eternity. The one he killed. They lived together in perfect comradeship for eternity. Now only the blood of Jesus can do that. That's the power of the blood and the power of agape love. Phileo love is utterly scorned by that type of agape love. That you can love your murderers Stephen says, hold not this sin against him. The fact that he forgave his murderers while they were murdering him is what released the father to whack Saul and turn him into Paul. Can you love your enemies that are always biting at you? Yes, you can. In fact, that's why God's allowed us to suffer this much. We do have the heart of David. That no matter how much they sin against us, we'll forgive them 700 times more. No matter what. Oh, you're a victim mentality. No, it's, you have no idea. 
our souls have been crushed and abused by the realm of the dead and through sinners more than you could ever imagine in a hundred lifetimes to bring this broadcast to you today. Hallelujah. And this is the course of maximum resistance and this is the pioneering of the true apostolic and faithful witness of the last day of the Lord to bring forth never-ending revival with springs of anointing from all the bellies of the nations. It's truly what we've been warring for here at Red Letter Ministries, non-stop, non-stop. Just never calming down, watching just people go crazy all the time, and some people really getting it, others mostly missing it, and just dealing with how messed up this world is. Jeremiah's Lamentations, amen? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like a drunken man because of the Lord. But then I'm writing Lamentations. Oh, because it's the anointing, and you could be so high in the glory, and you just see how the situation is so dire down below that Jesus wept. Jesus wept, the anointed one. The seven horns will weep over you in your condition of how messed up you are and how messed up everyone is around you on the realm of the dead, on drugs and alcohol, on religious magic arts and the deceptions of the sorceries of Babylon the Great, and how deeply rooted spiritual wickedness is even into your bellies, which is your spiritual treasure house. A lot of people keep spirits in their bellies that ain't the Holy Ghost. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. The spiritual stomach has always been the portal for either heaven or hell on earth. Adam and Eve's bellies released the river that flowed out of Eden that watered the earth. And that's what closed the door to the kingdom of heaven in their belly. And their spirit no longer released the river of the kingdom of heaven to water the earth. And they were stuck in the natural dimension. And they had no sacrifice to open up their spirit to release those springs and rivers of my anointed one. That's the lamentation of humanity for 6,000 years of our spirit life has been cut off from the realm of the kingdom of heaven. But through Jesus Christ, our blood sacrifice, our sin offering, our spirit is loosed by the blood of his cross and our spirit again releases the springs and rivers of the garden of God, of the gush of God, of the creative power of our Heavenly Father, who is love. That's the power of the Gospel, the restoration of your spirit life back to God the Father to release rivers and springs and rains of Moses and Elijah, the apostolic and the prophetic witness of God the Father, so that we could have heaven on earth. Truly, heaven on earth. You'll never have heaven on earth without springs. It starts in the springs, pioneering, breaking up the springs. Genesis chapter 7. In the, year Mo, in the year that Noah was 600 years old, the fountains of the great deep broke up and burst forth. How many of y'all know the great deep is in your belly? Out of your belly flows rivers. John 7:38, King James Version. Is the King James Version right? Yes, it's your innermost being. Amplified classic. It's your spirit. It's not the flesh of your heart. 
It's the spirit of your heart, the roots and the spiritual stomach. Out of your spiritual stomach and through your heart and through your brain flows rivers of heaven. You need the blood sacrifice in your spirit. How was Isaiah murdered? They sawed him with a wooden saw right through his stomach. They were attacking his spirit. The religious spirit attacks your spirit in your bowels of compassion to shut up your bowels of compassion so that you stop releasing the kingdom dimension of love, healing, forgiveness, and anointing oil upon your neighbor, which is truly the royal law of the kingdom of heaven of the book of James. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's agape love. This ain't just human love in the five physical senses by the curse of the law. This is the blood sacrifice of the glory realm to love your neighbor as Christ loved you. How does Christ love you? John 17, Father, give them the glory. Restore unto them the glory that I had with you before the world was. Father, give them the glory. John 17, the high priest's prayer for you and I is that we may live in the glory through the blood of the Lamb and our spiritual stomachs loosed to release the rivers of Eden once again into the garden of the natural dimension. That's what creation longs for. Peoples, who, peoples whose spirit lives are loosed to release springs and rivers and rains. Springs, rivers, and rains. The rains come from the springs and the rivers. How high does the geysers of the anointing oil shoot up from your spirit life? into the heavens. It can't be measured. You can fill the universe with your anointed one. In fact, that's the only thing this generation is predestined and foreordained to do, to glorify all creation. All creation eagerly waits for the manifestation of the sons. Creation doesn't ma wait for the manifestation of Jesus. doesn't say that once in the New Testament. Creation eagerly anticipates the revealing of God's sons, the mature ones, whose spirits are loosed by the blood of His cross to restore Eden and the glory realm to all the natural creation of stars and sands, the promise to Abraham. Your descendants, your sons and daughters of the living God and the children of faith will be as the stars in the heavens and the sands of the earth. The offspring of faith the children of God, your spirit loosed from the curse, no longer doing the devil's will out of ignorance by bewitchment, carrying Saturn's cube in your belly, working for the tasked masters of the nations. <laughs> I was reading special reports from missionaries around the world and how the realm of Cabal and Kabbalah of the magic arts of the secret societies that have run your first world nations for 500 years are failing and not work, working. And the Lord gave me this verse in Ezekiel 28, that they will stand in astonishment at the man who's destroyed. And it's a prophecy for the king of Tyre in Ezekiel, 38, Ezekiel 28, but it refers to the angel formerly known as Lucifer, the, who was formerly a covering cherubim, according to Ezekiel 28. It's Satan and whose tail swept one-third of the angels, the ancient primal evil, the red dragon, the serpent in the garden, and all creation and all the nations will stand in astonishment by the sudden and swift destruction 
of this Spanish prince-looking fallen angel man who stands like a six-foot man for his sudden and swift destruction. He was defeated at the cross, but after the cross is when the book of Acts was written. I mean, the book of Acts of what the Apostle Paul suffered to bring the works of the cross into the Gentile territories to pay the price for that apostolic witness is beyond understanding. There are few men and women who have ever lived, few prophets, few apostles, even amongst the prophets and apostles that are mighty in God's eyes, that could ever understand the amount of suffering of the Apostle Paul. I mean, it's like uncharted territory where the paganism was so thick, the temple prostitution so thick, the Roman iron feet and the iron scepter of Rome so strong that anyone that disobeyed could be utterly raped and crucified for no reason whatsoever. And they did that all the time. They did it to the Israelites. Jesus growing up in Nazareth would have seen hundreds of crucifixions. They would just hang them up on crosses, oftentimes burning them alive on crosses. And we talk about Jesus' cross, but he had already seen hundreds of people crucified. So he was well aware of the Roman crucifixion system. The Romans were a brutal force. And I tell you what, that Roman spirit of Caesar, which is in the seed of Herod that has been developed for 2,000 years, is in these secret societies in our nations. It's in your political class, ruling class families in our nations. These are people that would sacrifice you by the millions in world wars. These are people that would do anything to cling and retain to power. It is the Illuminati. It's no joke. And you can see with Donald Trump and the anointing and the Christians uprising in in America and in Italy and first world nations and even in England and in the United Kingdom and not very much in Canada, sadly, but we're going to lead the way and inspire all nations in the world to rise up against these Illuminati families. (laughs) No doubt about it. No fear. What are you going to do against our anointed one? You've already murdered hundreds of millions of people hundreds of millions of people. You could study the Albert Pike journals with Mussolini predicting World War II and the sacrifice of millions of people to the fallen angels. Mussolini, Stalin, Adolf Hitler, and Albert Pike of the USA all meeting together, planning World War II. I'm not talking about conspiracy. I'm I'm talking about the statue of Albert Pike in Washington, D.C. in the Freemason Library in D.C. where there's a, a marble sculpture to Lucifer, Lucifer our Lord, in Washington, D.C., right now in the Scottish Rite Freemason Library. You can just go in there and read all about it. I mean, open Luciferian activity in this country, the USA, since our 32nd degree Freemason President, George Washington. And we want to say that our nation's found on Christian principles. It was mostly founded on cabal principles of Freemasonry. That's why there's been such a mixture. You know, and they, <laughs> they, they laugh at you guys, you evangelicals, you real Christians. They laugh at you. They mock you. They take advantage of your niceness. They would sacrifice your families for wars for thousands of more years if the sons of God didn't manifest, I tell you the truth. Endless wars. But I tell you what, the anointed ones are manifesting 
And even if you're a young Christian now, you are inspired by simply breathing in the realm of the anointed oil throughout all America. You see it. You see the inspiration in all 50 U.S. states. You see people rising up in righteousness right now. And what's inspiring them? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He doesn't just save you so when you die you go to heaven. He wants you to have heaven on earth. And He is slaughtering the magic arts of Kabbalah, known as Freemasonry, and the disgusting secret society known as the Daughters of the Eastern Star. These are highly trained warlocks of religion. They would hold you in captivity in buildings made by human hands, in prison systems of stars that fell from heaven forever as their slaves, unless the anointed one burst forth from your bellies in the great deep of your spirit life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm preaching right now the freedom of the nations. <laughs> I'm talking about global renaissance and global revolution. Taking your nations back from the realm of the dead, from the seed of Herod, and from the seed of the Pharisees. The seed of Herod and the seed of the Pharisees go hand in hand, just like you see the Vatican, the seed of the Pharisees, working side by side with the secret societies in the deep state in the USA. Oh yeah, in the deep state. Holy Ghost. And they go hand in hand. They work together. In fact, these principalities and powers and thrones and dominions of spiritual wickedness in the nations have never been in greater unity. They're normally at odds fighting each other. Unless the holy people rise up, then you'll actually have all the principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, and spiritual wickedness of the realm of the dead called the black box of Saturn's cube of everyone who serves the angel formerly known as Lucifer, that fallen cherubim, that Spanish prince. All of them in unity against the holy people. I'm telling you. Is it World War III? It's been World War III for decades. It has been such an intense spiritual battle. Will it touch America ever again? It will not. It will not by the manifest sons of God. <laughs> Our Rothschild wars are over. The secret society of the, the few sons and daughters of the red dragon manipulating the masses by having billions of dollars to control the media, those days are over. <laughs> the days of the Lord Jesus Christ in the anointing oil by the spirit of Elijah rain from the sky and set every confused soul free worldwide. Confusion is the word for Babylon. And you have a place in the book of Revelation called Babylon the Great, which means great confusion. How has the realm of the dead and the realm of the red dragon of the one-third of the stars that fell from heaven confused so many millions, even the prophets and the apostles of the church age, of the church systems, of the signs and wonders apostles, to not confront this realm, to not preach against this realm, to not do anything but to submit in ignorance to this realm? because of the potent sorceries of the fallen angels, that if you are still a part of the building system of the shelters of the mountain of transfiguration of Peter, James, and John, that ignorance of still participating with human building, you'll have no anointing high enough 
and that shelterless kingdom of heaven, open heavens, realm of God the Father's glory to even make a dent in the great deception of Gog and Magog, church and synagogue of ensnaring the Christian people in buildings made by human hands. And open heavens means no cap, no gagged, no gogged, no magogged, synagogued and churched. No cap over your head of man, woman, demon, or angel, but just an open heavens by the springs and rivers and rains of Moses and Elijah, together producing the full apostolic and prophetic witness of Christ, our anointed one, that breaks off every enslaving yoke in the natural dimension to the realm of the dead, to the realm of religion, which is the bottomless pit. It don't matter what religion it is. As long as it's legalism, as long as it's poverty, as long as it's the, the brain of man controlling the human spirit, it don't matter what religion it is. You need to understand that. Christianity of the brain is the abomination of desolation. It really is. Christianity of the brain is the great whore of Babylon of the book of Revelation. It's having all the knowledge of the New Testament, even tolerating miracles, signs, and wonders, but still having control in your own soul and not being a huyos one slain with him by Revelation 5, 6, 7 horns and 7 eyes. Not yet even being crucified with Christ, yet having all the New Testament stuff in your life and you're still in control of it. That is the great abomination and the great prostitute of Babylon. It is. And so it's time to whack all that realm of the dead out of every Christian soul. And people at first, they're so bewitched, they think you're attacking the good things in their life. Everything they know to be good is actually Satan, the tree of the knowledge of good in the garden. Hello? The light of the devil, which is actual darkness. Jesus Christ, beware that the light in you isn't actual darkness. Human goodness, <clears throat> human goodness is the light of of the cherubim Lucifer, Satan. It's the light of the stars that fell from heaven. It's natural light, religious light, the light of the sun, the light of the moon, and the light of the stars controlling your soul instead of the light of the Lamb on their throne. And they'll no longer need the sun and the moon for their light, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb will be their light. Loose, it is written. Amen. And so all that false light, that false white, that false goodness of the human nature, of phileo love, of the prostitute of Babylon, of the magic arts, of fake and false and phony Christianity, of the soul realm, will be crucified by my seven horns of my anointed one. You have seven horns, you have your anointed one. Scripture calls him our anointed one because we're married to Christ. If anyone's in the Lord, they're joined together in a new covenant. It's a marriage covenant. We're the bride of the anointed one, my anointed one, your anointed one, that you have his ability and his anointing to destroy all the power of Satan in the universe 
because our anointed one, my anointed one, created this world, died on the cross for this world, and now repristines and heals this world by my anointing of my anointed one and your anointing of your anointed one. And it's by spiritual maturity growing up in the olive tree of Israel of the anointing of Jesus Christ, the olive tree of Israel, the Messiah of God, to heal the nations. There's only two trees in the garden, Israel and Egypt. And the nations of Israel and the nations of Egypt are being separated by my anointed one. And just because you've been a Christian in the past doesn't mean you are right now. The Bible speaks of many times the second death. Having begun in the spirit, will you finish in the flesh? Galatians 3, 1 bewitchment. Anyone that scorns his blood after being born again, there remains no sacrifice for their sins. I was weeping and mourning in Jeremiah's lamentations today for people hardening their heart to the spirit of grace, trying to get them to side with the Israel of God and the olive tree in obedience to the word, in obedience to the spirit of glory that just wants to glorify your souls. But many Christians are not willing because they're taught of the realm of Jezebel and not of the realm of Christ. They're not taught in the anointing, in the springs and the rivers. They're taught in the knowledge of good, in the garden of hell, of the thorns and thistles of the dry place of Egypt. And they are certain in their own brains that their education of Christianity is the real Christianity. Even in the false signs and lying signs and wonders of Jezebel, for Jezebel only works amongst the prophetic community and amongst Christians that it fully embrace the prophetic. She's a false prophet of the soul realm, of everyone whose souls are not crucified with Christ, but still love signs, wonders, and miracles. It's the charismatic Pharisees. And it's written about in the Bible for your safety, of your protection, so you can stay in love, stay in the river, stay in springs, stay in total holy matrimony in your heart, not waxing cold, in love and on fire every day, no matter how much the realm of the dead and the realm of snakes and scorpions and the realm of thorns and thistles and the realm of Egypt attacks you, you're married to Christ in you in the secret stairway of your heart. And we will just intensify in anointing oil by holiness and love and intimacy with Jesus Christ in our hearts until our cups overflow and whack out of all this world the realm of the dead and the realm of all spiritual wickedness out of all spiritual stomachs into the lake of fire for permanent, never-ending revival in a habitation of the kingdom's glory over all the earth like a canopy of love of Isaiah 4.4. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, sow into that revelation. Where your money is, there your heart will be also. Donate at brotherman.com and magnify this ministry and attach your heart to the glory realm and to these words. If you're not sacrificing, you're not going to value the revelation. It's truly for your benefit that you give tithes. Melchizedek receives the tithes. Jesus Christ is Melchizedek. I challenge you, if you want to be perfect, start tithing to Red Letter Ministries. 
Test the Lord in finances. Malachi 3.10. See that he will not pour out a blessing so much you can't contain it. You're not giving to man. You're giving to Melchizedek. You're giving to heavenly Jerusalem that your heart can value the things of the glory more highly than the natural realm of money and finances and your soul will rise like a hot air balloon in Jesus' name. RedLetterMin.com. Amen.